Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. It's Janelle here doing another interview. And this week we are interviewing Jadira, who I found off of Instagram actually. And she is a social worker and traveler. And she really loves to show the importance of Black people in travel in a variety of ways. And has been to countries like Benin, Ivory Coast, South Africa, Rwanda, and so much more. So I'm super excited to hear more about her travel story with you all. So welcome, Jadira. Thank you so much, Janelle, for having me. Yes. So for the audience that may not be familiar with you, can you tell us a bit about yourself and how your background really ties in with travel? Yeah, sure. Uh, So I started, so I'm a social worker uh, and I really, I just love to travel. So about maybe four or five years ago is when I really, really started getting into traveling Uh, and the job that I had before this one really allowed me, you know, freedom with, uh, my vacation time and just being able to kind of just plan my trips and then say, Hey, yeah, I'm going on vacation. Uh, but I realized, you know, from early on the importance of being able to travel. I saw growing up my dad traveling a lot and I knew that I wanted to, once I got a salary job and just be able to say, Hey, I have paid time off. So I'm you know, going to allow myself to travel at least twice a year internationally. And now I far exceeded that. Oh, uh, yeah. And we can tell. <laughs> 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 so I guess for listeners that are in full time jobs like you are, how do you what tip would you give them for balancing working full time job and travel? So looking at, you know, how much time you get uh, paid off each each year and what that looks like. And I do a lot of short trips. Uh, so it'll be like a Thursday to a Sunday or um, Thursday to Monday. Taking advantage of those long holiday weekends are an absolute must. Uh, pay attention to like whether your job allows you to roll over vacation time or whether it's just, you know, you get, you know, three or four weeks per, uh, per year. Uh, and then sometimes if you get sick days, I mean, just use a little sick day (laughs) for that, you know, one day thing. I mean, I've done it a few times, just saying, uh, but that's how I allow myself to just be able to. And, uh, you know, even if you have, if you have the opportunity and it's like, oh, you can take this time, but it's going to be unpaid figuring out, you know, can you split it where, um, it's like a day or two, 
unpaid so it doesn't significantly affect your paycheck. Yeah, those are all really good tips. I feel like a lot of people use like an excuse saying like they don't have time to travel, they got to work, they have family, they have kids and all that. But I feel like if you prioritize what you really want to do, it's possible. So just find those workarounds. Yeah. So I know you mentioned that you really started getting into travel like four or five years ago. What happened at that time? Was it like one specific trip that just changed your mind forever? I don't think it was a specific trip, but uh, one of my friends that I travel with, I think we just kind of started, you know, wanting to travel more and just realizing like, hey, we can do this. Like, you know, every other month it's like, oh yeah, there's a travel deal or, you know, we can go here or we can go there. Uh, And it just kind of just became a thing that just kind of just went. It wasn't, um, you know, just one particular thing about visiting one particular country, but I, I realized like, I love this. This is, this is part of my self-care. This is something that keeps me grounded. Uh, And I remember being at work and it would be like, I was known as the queen of travel, the queen of vacations, Um, you know, because I was always taking off time and I was always going, I would, I was notorious for bringing my suitcase to my office with me and leaving (laughs) from there. You know, I had my own office, so I was able to just, you know, leave everything in there, go about my day and then, you know, have a seven o'clock, eight o'clock flight, or even a three o'clock flight and leaving early from the <laughs> office. I mean, I had a re- I had a very flexible, flexible job. So it was mm-hmm. able to work out with that. But even if you don't have a super flexible job, you have to put that time into to taking that that PTO off. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know you said you're you work in social work. We interviewed somebody else that had like a similar job and she's like a traveling social worker. Have you ever tried anything like that? I haven't. I had looked at it before, uh, but I from what I had seen with the travel social work, it was a lot. It was a little bit more like unstable, uh, meaning Mm -hmm. that it wasn't always consistent work. Uh, You would get something maybe for like. 13 weeks or something, and then you might have some, um, you know, have to pick up something else. So I wanted something a little bit more stable. Uh, So, you know, that's why I had the job I had before. And now I have a fully remote job. So all bets are off. Yeah, (laughs) you can work anywhere. (laughs) Yes. Nice. And what would you say has been your all time favorite trip? And I know it's a hard one, because you've been to a lot of places. (laughs) But you can't think of all time, maybe like most recent favorite. Let's see. Uh, I think one of my most favorite trips was recently when we went to Benin. Uh, So I've done, I did the ancestry um, DNA testing and you know, as many Black people, we're from uh, places, a lot of countries in, in West Africa. Mm-hmm. So one of my uh, DNA linkages is in Benin. And so to be able to go there and to step foot in, on, on Benin soil, it just, it was such a connection. Um, and I, I felt at home. Um, and there's so much culture, there's so much history uh, that we were able to enjoy just on a daily basis. 
and being able to see that it's just very eye-opening um, to be able to have, you know, parts of culture, parts of fun, food, exploration. Um, so it had, you know, that trip was all encompassing and it had, you know, just everything that I was looking for. So that was one of my most favorite recent trips. Nice. And as someone that has never been to Benin before, what's like the one thing you recommend everyone must do when they get there? Oh, one thing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's, so there's two things. I okay. only said one, but there's two. <laughs> um, so going to Ganvier, uh, which is a floating village. Uh, it was created um, by Africans who were fleeing the slave traders um, during uh, the slave trade, the Atlantic uh, slave trade. And so they were mm -hmm. fleeing and they, um, it's a village that's completely on water. So um, they have, you know, every family has uh, like maybe one or two um, little kayaks. The kids are, you know, out there kayaking on their own. They do everything on the water. Um, they have very few land spots where uh, they might have, you know, for burial sites or for, um, for cattle or anything like that. But it just, it felt very, it was very interesting and very, you know, very historical. Um, you know, a lot of times we hear about Venice and, you know, the floating village in Venice and, but Africa has these places too. So, yeah. and then we went to um, a place uh, called Black River. And so it just, the amount of peace that it was, so, you know, you take a, a canoe ride, um, I think it was like 30 minutes or 30 minutes to an hour, just a canoe ride, just through the river. And the amount of peace that I felt and just feeling at home, it just, it allows you to connect and you feel very, very connected to the earth, the land, uh, Benin in general. Yeah, no, that sounds beautiful. Like you making me want to add this to my list for <laughs> next place to go. You should, you should definitely. <laughs> were you able to kind of country hop while you were there or was it just the one, the one country? So we actually did both Benin and Cote d'Ivoire um, or Ivory Coast. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually did those two trips in one, uh, which was really great. Um, you know, both countries are, you know, very, very close to each other. Uh, so uh, being able to, you know, see both of those countries. And even when we were in uh, Benin, Nigeria is so close. Yeah, we were, we were driving. And we were like, Oh, my gosh, we could go to Nigeria right now. And like Lagos is, I think it was like four hours from where we were driving. And we were so close to going, but we really didn't have the time to uh, go. But just knowing that, you know, it's so close by and you can you can go there. So I would definitely recommend, you know, because countries in Africa are so far and, you know, um, far away and time consuming to get there, trying to incorporate two countries into one trip, uh, you know, is, is amazing uh, to be able to do if you can. Yeah, I definitely want to do that, like a whole basically West Africa tour, even though that's a lot and probably gonna take like a month to get through, but I would really right. like to do something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so would I. That's, that's on my list. <laughs> so do you have any upcoming travel plans? I know you do since you travel in like 
twice a year or <laughs> twice a month at this point, I feel like. <laughs> uh, yes. So I am going to, so I'm doing a little domestic trip to uh, Orlando. Um, it's more of a laid back friends and family type of thing. And then uh, I am going to El Salvador at the end of this month. Uh, so that will be exciting. Uh, I've actually been, but I'm going back again. Uh, and then a major trip coming up in June to Rwanda and Tanzania. Wow, oh, this sounds like an exciting summer. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess where can we like find you on Instagram or any other platforms that you cha- that you share your travel story? Because I'm sure I know I want to see all these upcoming trips because it sounds really fun. <laughs> so I mostly post on Instagram, um, Ujima Travels. Uh, that's pretty much where you can find me. I'll document all of my travel uh, experiences, excursions, everything on uh, Instagram. Perfect. And I'll link that in the show notes too, so y'all can easily find it. I really want to see the El Salvador and Rwanda trip because also two places I've never been before. So I'm excited. (laughs) Okay. Yes, yes. You have to put those on your list. And El Salvador, um, interestingly enough, they take American U.S. dollars. So you don't even have to exchange money when you go there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely add that to the list. I'm trying to think for my birthday this year, I want to go somewhere in either Central or South America. And so right now my list is like Costa Rica, Colombia, and now El Salvador might make the list. Oh, and Guatemala. Like those are like the three places on my list. (laughs) Costa Rica is beautiful. Like there's so many different parts that you can go visit in Costa Rica. Uh, I've been to, uh, was it San Jose and to, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the other part that I went to completely blanking. Uh, but it's, it's on my Instagram. Um, (laughs) but yeah, Costa Rica is beautiful. Very, very beautiful. Okay. It's, it's up there. We we might make it. (laughs) So we're getting, (laughs) So we're getting to the end of the interview. So I have to ask the question I always ask in every interview, and it's why do you think more Black women should travel? So I think more Black women should travel. Um, You know, one, we're just super amazing, uh, but it opens our eyes to everything that's out there. Um, You know, the experiences that we can gain, the knowledge that we can gain from going to other places and just what we ourselves can share um, in, in going other places. So um, yeah, I think, you know, we, we need to allow ourselves that part, you know, to, to have that self-care and that um, just the joy of being able to travel. Yeah. Like, I 100% agree. I ask that question in every interview, like I say, because it is a podcast for Black women. And I hope everyone takes like their advice. Like I want to see more Black women on my next trip when I'm going somewhere and like we deserve to see the world and the world deserves to see us. So absolutely. (laughs) thank you so much, Jadir, for doing this interview. And I hope y'all follow along with her travel story. She's got a lot of stuff coming up. So yeah, make sure you go check her out. Thank you so much for having me.